0: to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Hey, girl. Hey, and welcome to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast. I'm your extremely extroverted co-host who's admittedly going a little stir crazy and super happy
1: to be outside of my house to record with you today, Julie Graham. And I'm Darlene Brock. I'm introverted, extroverted, but I do like my home time. I like my alone time. So I'm not quite as stir crazy as you, although it's good to see your face today. Okay. (laughs) You're welcome that I could come and mix it up for you a little bit. (laughs) Thank you very much.
0: Well, we know that we are living in some uncertain times these days, but the truth is, is here at Grit and Grace, we have noticed over our four and a half coming up on five years of creating content between our site and our podcast that one of the main issues women are facing today is either fear over the unknown or what we can't control or different levels of
1: anxiety. It's true, Julie. And I think it doesn't matter whether it's external forced upon us, which kind of is what it feels like right now, Mm -hmm. or if it's sometimes problems that, you know, just happen in our life, or we have involved ourselves with situations that have created an enormous amount of stress and anxiety. doesn't matter. We all experience seasons of anxiety. With this in mind, we wanted to bring back for you guys one of our favorite episodes ever.
0: We interviewed Jen Ledger from the incredibly popular band Skillet, and also she came out with her own solo project right around when we interviewed her, which is called Ledger. She shared with us some of her real-life experience battling these things, fear, anxiety, and panic, and it was so refreshing to hear from her how she was able to handle those things with both grit and grace.
1: So we're excited to bring this back for you again, and we hope it brings you some encouragement. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock, and uh, you may or may not know this about me, but I was in the music business for a long time, so hanging out a couple of what? A couple of days. A couple of days, a couple of bunch of years, (laughs) Decades. (laughs) decades, a very long time. So hanging out with musicians was something I actually thoroughly enjoyed. They're, they're pretty great people. And today we get to do that again. Super fun. Well, I
0: mean, I am Julie Graham, and I actually have a, a history in music as well. Um, our listeners may or may not know that I marched the trombone <laughs> in high school, so there's a fun visual. And yeah. one winter, I was also in the drum line because I really liked one of the boy drummers, but that's a story for another day. So yeah. I'm Julie Graham, you're Darlene Brock, and today we're bringing in a friend who is a female drummer and
1: musician. So this is going to be super fun. At This Grit and Grace Life, we love to meet strong women, those who some others may think do crazy things, unlikely or impossible things. And today, um, we're bringing one to you, and uh, her name is Jen Ledger. Welcome, Jen.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
1: Well, we like to get pretty
0: deep here at This Grit and Grace Life, Jen, so I hope you're ready, but we're going to start with the most scary question of the day. Are you ready?
2: Uh Uh-oh, all right, bring it on. (laughs) Do you drink coffee? Oh my gosh, I'm on like my fourth cup of coffee yes. today, and one of them was a venti, so I'm ashamed <laughs> and you're calling me out in my vice right here.
0: <laughs> well, then we know we can be friends, because yeah. Dar is a admitted junkie. Maybe oh, I yeah. maybe I said that a little more dramatically than she would want
1: me to say. I don't know, junkie <laughs> of coffee, but yes, I am, and we were just afraid you were only a tea drinker, you know?
2: No, no, being from England, I here's the thing america has a million different kinds of teas but in england there's only one kind of tea and it's black and it's caffeinated so really it's the same difference It's a ton of caffeine either way that's right what i've learned ladies if you go to england black tea will make your teeth go yellow. And I think that must be why Americans have way nicer teeth than British people. I think I've figured it out. (laughs)
1: Interesting. Wow. We just learned something. Well, that is awesome. You heard it here on this grit and grace life. We've solved the (laughs) coffee tea crisis. Well, we
0: are so glad that you drink coffee. Um, we're both sitting here with our afternoon cup. Have you had any recently?
2: I literally poured myself an afternoon cup because yes. I finished my venti, so that I could have something while I spoke to you guys. I love so it's it. really like we're all having coffee. Together. Exactly,
0: <laughs> that's what we like here. Well, Perfect. so um, I don't know. Did we
2: say?
1: No, Did we, we say haven't who really our said friend is? No, oh, not at all. You tell her so. because this is your this is your world. I'm this just is living in it. My world. Okay. <laughs> so Jen Ledger, we already told you her name, but we didn't tell you what she does. She is the drummer for the multi platinum rock band, Skillet, for the last 10 years, Um, and now she is striking out on her own with her own EP entitled Ledger, so we're really excited to have her and find out a little bit about what brought her to this place and where she's going. So Jen, will you tell us a little bit about how you got into drumming, because it's not common,
0: right, female drummers?
2: No, no. Basically, I was a total tomboy growing up. I have two older brothers. They're twins. They're five years older than me. I also have an older sister, but I just for some reason thought my older brothers were incredibly cool, you know, (laughs) that youngest sibling syndrome. So I got really good at sports. I kind of dressed like a tomboy most of my life. And then I kind of just wanted to impress them. So I thought I'd learn the drums. I never imagined that it would end up turning into what it did, but... uh, all that to say, I think I've made, I've impressed them in the end. It, wor- it worked, guys. It worked. <laughs> did either of
0: them play the drums? Like, why the drums? Yeah. Oh, okay. Both
2: of them. Both of them were learning drums, and I just was like, anything they did, I kind of copied. And so. It's what led me into it, which is just kind of the lamest story.
1: But no, (laughs) I love it. Oh no, who doesn't want to compete with a Big Brother? Everybody wants to compete with a Big Brother. And are they still? Are they still playing the drums? I was going to say, are you like totally nailing it?
2: (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think they're both way better musicians than me. Like they still play. They play at their church. They have their own band. But somehow I landed into the success thing. That that even though. uh, honestly i feel like they're so much better than me uh when they come out to watch me play i just want to die i'm like oh my gosh they're gonna notice all my mistakes Uh but they're like the most supportive and incredible people in the world so they were the ones that like you gotta go for it jen when uh when they heard about skillet holding tryouts i I was way more reluctant than they were and they're a big part of telling me to go for it too so
0: did they try out as well or they encouraged you to
2: they encouraged me to that that they, they didn't try out. I was a long story short. I'd actually come to America to do a Bible music school called the uh, School of worship it's It's only like fourteen people per class in the middle of Kenosha, Wisconsin, wow. and I happened to be in Kenosha on that school when the previous drummer was leaving skillet. However, I'd quit the drums altogether because I was so convinced I sucked at them. I, you know, got the teenage angst and uh, the uh, insecurity had hit me pretty big time. And so I, I just used to feel sick playing on a Sunday and that was only 200 people. So I was like... I'm done, drums obviously aren't for me and I'm obviously not very good at them and mm. and uh, I turned 17 and Skilla actually asked me to try out because the the lady that started the school I was on is Corey Cooper's sister and so um, they had heard that I was a drummer and they asked me to try out and I said no because I was like, there's no way I'm good enough to play drums I suck at this and I'm done with them And uh, but I was praying about it I really felt like God was leading me to try out, even though it felt kind of ridiculous. And uh, my family were like, you got to go for it. I told them that I really kind of strangely felt like God was asking me to do it. But I was so convinced I was bad at the drums. I thought God's surely going to teach me humility or character. Mm -hmm. He's definitely not going to like actually have me do this, you know. So it came to the audition and it went really well. And I was like, oh, oh, no. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to think I'm this really good drummer. And I don't know if I want to play in front of people. And and so I had a great audition. And then I definitely tried to sabotage myself in the interview following. I was like, oh, that's funny. you know, I actually quit the drums. I don't like practicing. I, I get really <sighs> nervous. And, and honestly, if I don't get into this band, I'm never going to play ever again. And then, <laughs> but then I did say, you know what though? If this is God, some if this is something that God has for me, I will give my all to it though. Uh, but I just wanted to be really upfront with them because I hated the idea of getting into a band and them thinking I was one thing and then being disappointed with what I actually was. And uh, a couple of days later, they called me and it turned out that I had the job. And it was just so clearly the Lord lining it all up for me, even the fact that I was in the States, the fact that I felt like he was speaking to me to try out, even though it looked ridiculous. I had teachers and friends telling me how small of a shot I had and and how this does look ridiculous. And and even like John Cooper, he had no idea that I was only 17 at the time. And after I'd got the job, he was very much so like, if I'd have had any idea how young you were or how few years you've been playing, I would never have auditioned you. Wow. But but it was just like, the, you know, when God lines up a million details and it's so clearly him that that I've really, you know, stepped forward in faith that he would help me. And he seriously has helped me because... I was just a deathly, like, timid and afraid person. And that's why I didn't want to try out and I didn't want to be in front of people. But instead, it's been the very thing, like, the one thing I felt that was unusable about me, the thing Mm -hmm. that I thought I was really weak in was my drumming. And it's been the very thing he's used in my life to display his glory. And it's been, like, such a platform for me to speak about what he's done in my life. And he's used it in crazy ways. So it's it's awesome. It's such a long story but but all that to say yeah, I impressed my brothers in the end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, really. That awesome. That's awesome. And what's hysterical to me Jen is the fact that I've seen I'm trying to remember if I saw it live. I've seen a couple of shows with you guys live, but I'm trying to remember if I saw it live. But I have definitely seen the video of the spinning drum platform and you tearing (laughs) up the drum kit. And just seeing that image, it is impossible to believe, on one hand, that you had all the insecurities that you did and the doubts and the, as we all do, trying to defeat ourselves in the things that we may want to do.
2: It's amazing, isn't it? Sometimes, like the biggest thing in the way of you stepping into what God has for you, like it always ends up being myself. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got to get over myself and, and my biggest enemy is my own thoughts and my own mind, you know? And uh, it is just, honestly, it's all because of the grace of God on my life. Like I just, I just recognize like <laughs> the, as you said, like me spinning on a drum riser with fire and flames and sparks and smoke and lights. It's like, sounds amazing. (laughs) I think if I'd have ever known that's what God was calling to Mm. me, me too, I would have ran away screaming. I'm like, Mm -hmm. there is no way I'm ever going to be able to do that. But, but man, he really does make all things possible. You've just got to Kind of just step out in obedience, which honestly for me is always the hardest part because I've got to overcome myself, you know.
0: Absolutely, I mean, just girl to girl, I think we all struggle with obedience, so you're not alone in that. Um, especially yeah. if we can tell that the thing that we're meant to do is big and impossible without him leading us and without being able to, um, you know, have the grit that it takes to believe in yourself and to trust that I got to take one step and then the next step will be revealed. Sometimes that's just the struggle is I got to take one step. I don't have to run the whole next mile. I just got to take one step.
2: Absolutely. I feel like what you're saying is just so key. Uh, And for me, it was, You know, I kind of came to America reluctantly, but feeling like God was leading me there. And it's when I became a Christian, I came at 16 and it was like, oh my gosh, this is real. It was like when I definitely gave my life to Jesus and got serious about my walk with God. And it was like, he was just kind of like breaking chains off me and blowing my mind. And then it was within 13 months of giving my life to him that I was in a touring platinum rock band. And so it was just such a fast and intense season for me. And and one of the things that I hated at the time, but I'm really grateful for now is just as you said, like how dependent I felt for him. Like that first show I ever played was Winter Jam. And I'd mm. gone from church for two hundred people, just turned eighteen years old, and I'm playing Winter Jam, which is sold out arenas of twenty thousand people. Wow. And it was just i need you to show up lord like i need you to show up and it was a horrible feeling to step into something where you feel not only incredibly vulnerable but like if god doesn't help me i could wreck this you know like there's a lot of pressure on you and um i remember the sound check before i played i was just so nervous that my hands were shaking so bad that i couldn't stay on the click i couldn't play with the band properly and And the whole band was kind of like, oh crap, what have we done Mm -hmm. here? So we were praying before we went on stage, but God met me and he gave me peace that first show. I would never have imagined that I would have been able to play with that much peace in my heart. And I know it's because he met me. And honestly, every single time I get up to play, I still remember that feeling of I'm only here because he's put me here. Mm -hmm. I know that it wasn't me that lined this up for myself. And though it kind of was really stretching to feel so dependent, it's also been incredibly beautiful because there's not been a moment in my life where I've been able to forget that it's only because of him that I've ever been able to do any of this. It's, it's really like he, he has changed me and transformed me into something that I could never have been without him.
1: I wonder too, what, what would you tell our listeners, Jen? I'm kind of sidebarring here, but what would you tell our listeners when they say the impossible is in front of me? It seems like I, it's not something that everyone around me would tell me I'm crazy or that they would tell me it's not doable. Um, what do you say to them?
2: Well, I would say I've been there and I totally hear them. Um, I would say one of the most freeing things in my life that I've really been embracing recently is the fact that God doesn't choose perfect He doesn't choose the angels Mm -hmm. to do his will and to, to display his glory on the earth and bring his kingdom. He chooses people. And not only that, there's a scripture that says he chooses the weak to shame the strong he chooses the foolish to shame the wise. Uh, It's clear that God loves to display his glory through our weaknesses. And so the more impossible it looks, the more awesome it is when he comes through. (laughs) Like one of the things that I've been learning is like, it's actually okay if I struggle and it's okay if these things feel too big for me, because then, Not only does it keep my perspective good when I step into it, it reminds me how much I need him. It keeps me dependent on him. It keeps me humble, but also displays all the more glory when you know it's nothing to do with you. So when you are stepping into those things that feel massive or just feel way too far, like rejoice in the fact that if God's leading you there, he'll do the rest. Like, It wasn't Moses's job to part the Red Sea when he stood before it. Hmm. God had led him there and he had, what's he going to do? Dig a hole and drain it himself? No way. It's (laughs) it's almost like it's God's problem if God's leading you there. All you have to do is have the faith and be willing to step out. And that's honestly why even stepping into this uh, solo project It really did feel very similar in that it felt too big for me. I still get nervous on stage. I still sometimes when I'm nervous, I can't breathe properly, and then you hear it in my voice, or I run out of steam, and I'm like, surely you can't be calling me to something that that I'm so bad at. (laughs) That's how it (laughs) feels anyway. And Mm -hmm. but like I've just seen him strengthening me in in my time with Skillet, and also he's been preparing me in my heart. Like he's been showing me who he is more than ever and I think that it's allowed me to step out into something that does feel like naturally maybe I'm not the best person cut out for this but isn't that awesome that God Mm -hmm. can choose to use the people that don't look the strongest and they don't look like the right person for the job.
1: I love that you've just talked about your new project and how you know it's it's a new venture it's a little frightening but so our listeners know it's an EP entitled Ledger your last name, but it's pretty cool. And it's produced (laughs) by Seth Mosley and Corey Cooper. So you two girls have worked together for a long time now in the band Skillet, and you've co-written apparently some things, and she's producing this with you. And girls sometimes can't get along there, Jen, but obviously (laughs) you two do.
2: Yeah, that's a really funny thing. It is funny how as girls, we find it harder to get along with girls than we do with guys, don't we? It's unbelievable and funny. and the first year I got into skillet, I just turned eighteen. I came from Coventry, England, like <laughs> it's a rough place, it's culturally very, very different, like kind of the opposite of a Bible belt in every way <laughs> like so um I mean there was just such a learning curve for me on every single level. Not only was I... A brand new musician. I was learning how to be a professional, learning what sound check was, learning how to maintain my gear, uh, learning how to tour. There was also also just being an adult. I was learning how to pay my bills. I was <laughs> learning everything all at once, and then on top of it, I had only just become a Christian. Like. 13 months before and obviously though I was 18 and I'm like what's she telling me what do you mean I was flirting I don't think I was flirting you know and <laughs> for me it was like I'm sure that I frustrated the crap out of her at some point because she was tr- really trying to teach me what it meant you know and her faithfulness and her patience with me really honestly it's just like I feel like God must have given her patience with me because I was just so new to everything and she really has trained me how to be a godly woman. I kind of feel like I've been on like a God given apprenticeship because mm-hmm. it's like she's just incredibly wise. So to have someone like that, like become my best friend, my mentor, my disciple, take me under her wing, not only train me in the things of the Lord, but also train me as a musician when she's honestly one of the most talented people in the world. Uh, she's written with me. She's. She's the person that I told six years ago about the dream in my heart. I felt like God was telling me to do a side project and to write my own music. She's the person I told and she immediately embraced it and started training me. And so, yeah, it's it's just interesting that you would bring that up because I feel like she's been by far the most influential person in my whole life, even though I'm sure that there were some rocky times. I was a slow learner and a but God can do incredible things with those people that I'm sure I was really frustrated, in, but she, she stuck it out and invested in me. And, and now I feel like I owe all of this in a way to her. God used her so hugely in my life.
0: I love hearing you talk about her because, um, Darlene actually interviewed, interviewed her for a piece we have on our website. I'll make sure to link it in the show notes. Um, and she just sounds like so, such a cool woman. And so I'm like smiling from ear to ear, hearing you get to talk about your mentor um, yeah. and, and someone who has obviously richly poured into you. And I just, here at the Grit and Grace Project, we really think that's one of the biggest things that women can do for one another is to really support one another, to encourage one another, to not get caught up in comparing yourselves and competing. Absolutely.
2: Um, yeah. And it
0: just sounds like you guys are really a picture of that. So that's just Absolutely. really, really cool.
2: But it takes yeah, absolutely. I mean, we live in a bus together too, so it's like, I'm sure, I'm sure I annoy her. There's no way I've got annoying things about me. There's no way that I don't annoy her at times. But she has been so incredible, and even like the month before, the Ledger EP came out. I don't know if you've seen the movie Wonder Woman, but there's yeah. a scene in it where the uh, mentor like gives her life for Wonder Woman because she's like, I know I've that you know she's called to something and she's the key kind of a thing and she's like it's worthy of the cause or whatever it was like super powerful moment and like i remember we were watching it and corey looked at me and she's like it's time to run jen it's about the bigger purpose it's Aww. time to run and i'm like ah! <laughs> <laughs> all I'm the, tears. So all the tears like <laughs> she's just such a prophetic and visionary person that that she's she's believed in me long before i ever did She's the one that was like, you can do this. And I see God's calling you to it when I was like, surely he's not. And so and it's because of her believing in me that the that, that I'm talking to you today for sure.
0: What's what's a song that really is important to you on the EP one that you're um, really passionate about?
2: Yeah, the the song that's like the dearest to me and very much so like in it from an incredibly vulnerable place is the song Not Dead Yet um, about a couple of years ago I went through this really unusual season I've never never been through anything like it since or or before it but I basically went through a a short season where I was struggling with panic attacks and I was waking up in the night with like it wasn't just fear it was like I was waking up terrified it it was a really unusual disorienting feeling I was like who am I and what is happening to me and Mm. I hated it and after like, wrestling my way through that season um, I remember last year thinking well I've, I've had victory in that now surely that's something I'll never have to face again after going through something that intense but I was on stage with Skillet and I kind of felt some similar feelings of panic start start creeping into my heart and I came off stage just so defeated because it was when I was getting ready praying about stepping out into a solo career um, and this just felt like, are you serious? After all these years, mm. you're panicking on stage. Like, mm. how could you ever step out into to this calling when you're panicking this much, just in the back as a drummer playing songs you've played for years? You know, I felt so incredibly defeated. And I cried to Corey Cooper after the set. And I was like, I started having those feelings again. And I just can't believe after all this time and after wrestling through it so intensely i can't believe they're starting to come back like what if this is something that never totally goes away from me hmm. and corey looked at me and she said then you fight jan you fight while there's breath in your lungs and until the day that you die you fight you never let fear rob you of your life or stop you from stepping into what god's calling you to and hmm. that was what the whole song was uh basically birthed out of was that conversation with Corey. It was the the, the realization that it's actually okay if you are going to have struggles. It's okay mm-hmm. if you've battled something and it comes back again. It, it's, it's not what actually disqualifies you from God using you. It, it, God can use you as, as a broken person and he has victory for you. But the one thing you can't let happen is you can't let it stop you completely and you can't let it take you out and that's what fear wants to do it wants you to give up and not even try and so the song uh, not dead yet is about i will still step into these things even if i'm broken and even if these things aren't completely gone away even if i do struggle with this uh, uh A few more times in my life Mm. i will fight for victory and i won't let it stop me from stepping out into these things even though at night time your mind will tell you you can't do this don't go for it how could you even try when you know you struggle with these things And, and god would say i'm ready and i'm i'm here with you and those things don't stop me from using you and and that's what the whole song is about and i really hope it can empower people that have struggled with anxiety or, or things feeling too big for them or feeling too scary, but with God, you can step into those things. And it's okay if you have struggles, just, just choose to fight them and ask God to meet you in them too.
1: I absolutely love that because I think sometimes when we're battling things, whether it's anxiety or other issues we have in our life, we feel as if once defeated, it should be defeated. And then it comes back totally. and we feel like failures and that is the last thing we are, is failures at that moment. It's simply mm-hmm. a, an ongoing battle. The war's not over yeah. yet. It's an ongoing yes. battle.
2: Yeah, and, and until our lives are over, I mean, we're, we're shooting for a eternity with him anyway. It's not like this is, we're still going to have battles while we're here. We're still in the flesh. We're still going to have these things come up. Um, but, you know, one day we won't, and that's going to be awesome. But, but until then, I've got to choose to fix my eyes on him, choose to remember who he is and how he can, you know, he's got the victory. He's got the spirit that can empower you. And not only that, none of these things stop him from from doing whatever he wants with your life. There's just nothing too weak or too, too much of a failure about you that he can't use because those are the very people he seems to choose <laughs>
0: Wow. Well, that's incredible and and super encouraging because I know there've got to be a lot of women hearing this right now. And one, just knowing that Hey, I'm not alone in struggling with anxiety or, Mm -hmm. um, having history either today with struggling with panic attacks or I've been there Mm -hmm. or, or I have anxiety. And then I also fear that it will go into panic attacks. Um, Mm -hmm. is there anything you can say to somebody who, um, who is, or has struggled with those things, something practical that you found that was helpful in dealing with those things?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed for me that those feelings seem to happen at night the most because you're not a, as in control of your thoughts and of your mind. Um, and I totally know what that means when they say they start to experience anxiety and that's when they start panicking, like, is this going to turn into a panic right. attack? I, I totally relate to that. So practical things for me would be if it's at nighttime, get up, turn the light on. Don't, don't hover about in that half-asleep phase mm. where you let your mind wander. Um, And, um, you know, the scripture about do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, present your requests to God, the peace of God uh, will guard your heart and mind, but it's through thanksgiving and prayer. And so what I've started doing is thanking God and calling out how great he is. It's just sometimes you forget or sometimes you don't realize that you need to because your mind's kind of gone too far already. So if you can snap yourself out of it and start uh, speaking truth over yourself, that should help. And if not, make sure you tell your friends because when you're alone in it, the enemy definitely loves to isolate you, make you feel uh, just alone and ashamed. And and that's like just, it's just so dangerous. So even if you feel stupid or you feel embarrassed, bring it out into the light and make sure you share with your friends.
0: Absolutely. That's really, really helpful. Thank you for sharing that. Of course, not easy. Well, I want to ask you another really, really important question.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh Oh, I'm looking across Um, the room. (laughs) I mean, the truth is,
0: is I just think it's so cool that you're um, a drummer, and I think it's awesome that you're taking the risk and going out on your own and um, pursuing this solo project. And um, in a minute, I'll have you share how everyone can get your music and support what you're doing. Um, But what do you think you would be doing if you weren't doing music? What was your backup plan?
2: My, the reason I didn't want to try out skillet is because my whole goal in life was to become a hairdresser. Yeah, girl.
0: Is that why your hair is I so awesome?
2: I love it. And like, honestly, I, my roommate is a hairdresser. So whenever she comes home, I'm like, teach me this, teach me that. And uh, That's so fun. it's definitely my like alter ego of what I would love to be doing if I wasn't doing this, but I also love like sketching and painting and, cool. I'd probably get into some sort of uh, probably do paintings and stuff as well. Like I just like crafty things in general, so that's the stuff that I would probably have pursued if I didn't get into skillet. Well, isn't hair kind of painting
0: painting hair? <laughs> yes.
2: So. Yeah, it's very similar, isn't it? And like honestly, <laughs> whenever I go to like nail salons or anything like that, they they always say, "Oh, you hairdresser," and I'm like, "No, actually, I'm life. a drummer." And then they never <laughs> ever believe me, so I'm like. Sure. I'm a hairdresser. That's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's great.
0: Well, will you mm. real quick tell all of our friends um, where they can get your EP, how they can follow you? Do you do social media? Do you want do you want our friends to hang out with you there? I mean, I'm assuming the answer <laughs> yes, is yes. It would but... love it
2: if you hang out with me there. <laughs> OK, uh, find me on Instagram at Jen Ledger. Find me on Twitter at Jen Ledger watch out because there's a million fake accounts and I can't keep on top of them. So look for at Gen Ledger on the uh, social media.
0: We'll put your actual accounts in our show notes too. So everyone can click over and get the right one.
2: Thank you. <laughs> and then check out the Ledger EP on iTunes. Um, and if you want to check out my website, it's ledgerband.com. And then Facebook is Ledger Band official. It's so confusing, and I really hope you guys find the right ones. Oh, that's okay. We
0: will make sure to <laughs> get will. the we right will. links, thank put them you. in the show notes so they can definitely click on over. Well, we have loved hanging out with you. Um, thank you so oh, much for thank
2: you. I've loved it too. drinking
0: coffee with us and
2: <laughs> talking yeah.
0: about going after My your dreams. It's
2: cold, but I'll heat it up. It'll be fine. Totally. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I really loved it.
0: Well, to close this one out, we're obviously going to quote our guest and new friend, Jen, and I only wish I could do it in her accent because that would give it a little more, do more justice. Should I try? Uh, No, I'm not going to. don't try. Please not. No, it'll just sound Asian by the time I'm done because that's how (laughs) all my accents turn out. Oh, I have a lot of life problems. All right, let's close this episode out with a quote from our friend, Jen Ledger. She says, maybe you're not the best or the strongest. You are who you are and you've got to be brave with the life that you've got wise words for living a grit and grace life. I just loved hearing those things from Jen. She was just so real and relatable and I'm not going to
1: lie. I really love her accent. I know it's pretty awesome. But (laughs) what I love is it doesn't matter who we are in life or what we do or what position, whether we're on a stage or whether we're stay at home moms or anything in between. It Relates to us. And so I hope you enjoyed listening to Jen's story just as much as we did. I kept thinking about what quote correlates with
0: the things that we talked with Jen about on this episode. And that coupled with what we're experiencing right now in America, I really cherish Corey Tenboom's thoughts. She said,
1: Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Please join us next week as we celebrate Easter, which is the pinnacle of our faith. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast
0: brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project. Whether you're listening in Apple, Spotify, or streaming somewhere else, be sure to subscribe and review so you never miss an upcoming episode. You can also share this episode with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace life with us, or share us in your social media and tag us. Every week we share all the details of what we discussed at our website, printandgracelife.com. We'll catch you on the next one.